welcome to another episode of Two Noobs Talking. That's right. We are the trio that puts the odd in podcasting. Okay. <laughs> to my right, or your left, or I don't know, something. He's on I'm over there. here. He's I'm over, over there. here. He is jarringly John Tracy. Over on this side, whatever direction that is, he is miraculously Matt Craig. I go. am here in the center and am succulently Steve <laughs> I never want to hear you say that ever again. <laughs> Oh my. I'm putting my foot <laughs> <my phone> down. <laughs> well, you know, I heard I heard the uh, the ladies' viewership of our show has gone up recently, so it's it has. well thank you, yeah. ladies. Thank you, ladies. For one thing, you have hair. I mean that helps, you know, in that regard. I'm just saying. But but it's hidden. So that's, that's right. It is episode <laughs> one thirty three, which is in Roman numerals C X X X. I, 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 wow. I don't think so. I'm going to fact check that. Uh, okay. The... I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. I'm sure you're right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, well, I, maybe. I don't know. But uh, while you fact check that, it's, it allows me to remind everyone that uh, 133 is the also the amount of years that Joe Biden has been asleep at the wheel. <laughs> He's that old? <laughs> yeah, well, Sometimes yeah, like Johnny. It. <laughs> you, you, you notice you notice that I did not did not even argue the fact that it's a slip of the wheel. <laughs> it's just doing the age. What what racist thing did he say in uh, Ireland just recently? I oh, can't even I keep up anymore. I that can't dude, keep up. And, yeah. Whew. Can we just put him back in the basement? He can finish out his time. Please. It's fine. You know they have a bowling alley in the basement of the White House. I think we Good. can put him down there and bowl for the rest of. His Why life. can't he just do that? I'm, I'd know, be Johnny. fine with that. My, tax, with that. my taxpayer money, I'd be very happy to him live out his life where he's not doing the shit he's doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you go down there, find him passed out on the on the bowling lane. <laughs> 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 I do have I do have a, a past career in which I could help him out, but Mary, that's I right. wouldn't talk to him if uh, if I had to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would choose other citizenship. Um, moving on. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Well, so as we always do here, well, I guess uh, I'll ask you how you're doing, even though we've been talking for two minutes already. I'm, Matt, what's going on out in the, in the KFP? Yeah, everything uh, is exploding with pollen here in the King of Prussia mm. area, Steve. Uh, my car has now turned from a nice shiny black to a pollen green mist, uh, which is uh, the green gremlin. Yeah, it's turned into green gremlin. Exactly. It's destroyed my sinuses, and I have been fighting a cold ever since, or, you know, trying to get it all out of my system. It's horrible. Other than that, all good. All good. Love awesome. life. Well, while, while we're breathing in the green pollen, uh, John, what are you doing down there in the big state breathing, of Texas? Breathing in the green pollen. <laughs> but I do, have to, I do have to throw it back to Matt. Matt needs to tell everybody about his Roomba. Uh, Matt oh, has yeah. a Roomba, and it's awesome. <laughs> so. Yeah. so, gents, I have, yeah, as you guys both know, I'm still looking for, you know, my my future wife to be soon, hopefully uh, down the road. But I have reached pure, 100% unadulterated bachelorhood. I do not do any vacuuming <laughs> whatsoever after purchasing a Roomba. And this thing is the greatest invention uh, I have ever purchased, technologically wise. 
I have to blame John. Last week, he put the thought into my head, you should get a Roomba. And I was like, you know what? Whatever John says, it. I'll do. You're in trouble now, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly affecting right. purchases of other people. I'm uh, <laughs> I need to go in the basement with Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's really cool. It's a neat, neat little thing. And uh, awesome. yeah, now scheduled to do it once a week. And I don't even have to think about vacuuming, which is a weird, scary thing. But at the same time, it's also a really cool convenience. That is cool. That's all I've got to say Un- about that. Until it runs over your foot. Until it runs yes. over my foot and I die from it. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of forcing people to purchase things, here comes our <laughs> fun fact and over 40 rant brought to you by W Energy Drinks. Visit W.GG, D-U-B-B-Y. Pick out your favorite flavor. Enter the promo code Two Noobs Talking. That's T-O-O, noobs with an N, not a B, talking, and get 10% off your purchase. John, what's your fun fact for the week? Well, let's start with they uh, they stopped W Energy Drink stopped their production on some shitty coffee flavor, which I'm <laughs> appreciative of because probably I don't a like, good idea. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. That game is not my game. I like hot coffee, not cold coffee. So I'm glad that they stopped that. But you know, yeah, but they're, they're leading off now, John. Now, Johnny, mm-hmm. they're leading off with Cali O Cream Energy Drink Tub. I don't know what oh. Cali O Cream is. Try it out. Try it out. Use the two noobs. Let us know. There you go. There you go. I I kind of like the one that Matt brought up a couple weeks ago. That the uh, the tears the bucket. Yeah, the big energy tears energy drink tub for thirty nine ninety nine. Right. I mean this this the saline of Matt's tears fuels my ego. (laughs) 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 On that note, I will tell you my fun facts. So just looking at a, a list of random facts, I found this one hilarious because um, it makes complete sense, but it's ridiculous that it has to be a thing. It is illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland. The reason it is illegal is because it's, it's, considered, it's considered animal abuse because the <laughs> animals are so social. Oh, <laughs> and they would get lonely. So they put a law in place. I love, I love the behind the law stuff. Steve is yeah. a lawyer. He, I'm sure he does too. The, but the reason it was created, that's my thing. So yeah, it is illegal to have just one guinea pig because they find the guinea pig to be social and they would get lonely. So you're, you have to have more than one. I'm, I'm just yeah. picturing parents in you said Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing parents in Switzerland where their their six year old owns two guinea pigs and one of them dies, and they freak out like, "Oh my god, we got to go to the pet store immediately, or we're going to get arrested for animal cruelty." <laughs> I'm sure you get some kind of. I'm sure you get some kind of twenty four to forty eight hour. So no, I don't think I don't think Switzerland has that kind of surveillance. Um, <laughs> oh it's no China. Gosh. We know that. Exactly. Uh, no. uh, interestingly <laughs> enough. All right, Matt, um, speaking of pigs, let's go to your <laughs> over 40 rant because you, you got hey, uh, one you want to rant about here. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> um, so my over 40 rant is based on one host in particular who hosts Philly's Pokes Game Live, Michael Barkan. What the hell? <laughs> here, here. Gents, 
You know, the uh, baseball season has started, as you guys know, 14 games into the season. Phillies eh, kind of off to a slow start, five and nine. They're five back of the Braves. Braves are 10 and four. No surprise the Braves are ahead. They're a much better team, I think, you know, in terms of their roster construction right now. We're dealing with a little bit of injury, obviously. Harper out, Derrickall out, all these kind of guys. And pitching's been kind of, you know, kind of trying to catch up a little bit. Michael Barkan, though, when you ask him on Philly's postgame live after every loss, oh, gosh, everything's falling. It's over. The season is all done. We have nothing to do. I am done with this dude. I have been done with Michael Barkan for the last 10 years. There's like over 100, uh, was it, like 140 games left in Major League Baseball. I think this message from Michael Barkan, I think we could push the anti-lock brakes on the car right now before we go over the cliff we got enough time to do it let's allow the team to kind of get a little bit healthy and then the hitting season will come and then we'll be right back into the race take your stupid blue glasses off and like a normal human being put on some actual glasses that don't distract me <laughs> this message brought to you by craig matthews just, just to, just to finish your, your over forty. This, I, you guys both followed me on Facebook. This was my, this was my post on Facebook after the World Baseball Classic when Trey Turner put on a performance. Mm-hmm. I put out, and we're all gonna be not meaning us. We're all gonna be all over him when he goes one for forty-one. This is yeah. exactly what I was talking about. Sport, Philly sports media led by Michael Barkan, and not yes. including. Eagle guys, because I think they do a pretty good job. Um, I think the Fire guys and the Sixers guys, all they all sky is falling all the time. They have no ability, and this like I like Ricky Bo, but he does that same shtick, and it bothers me. It's like almost like oh, we lost four games. Oh, it's the end of the world because these guys could never get better. They could never yeah. practice a little harder. They could never take extra BP. They lose an I extra inning game. They lose an extra inning game to Cincinnati, and suddenly the sky is falling. Oh God, they, this yeah. is unacceptable. They shouldn't have lost it. It's one game out of one sixty-two. What do you calm down? Calm down, please, for the love of God. Please. And we don't have Rick Harper. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and those stupid well, blue glasses, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what possessed them to kind of go like, yep, those are the ones. I want to look the most annoying as possible. I want to stand out more. They really? do stand out. That's for sure. They, yeah. They yeah. are. They don't match I, anything, though. They don't even no, match don't. team color. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think, At this point, I, I want to see them like, do orange for the Flyers, red for the Sixers, <laughs> and green for the Eagles. I want to see that I happen. would re- I would respect that more than yeah. bad fashion. Like, <laughs> yeah. He has bad fashion. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Gotta miss the days of John Bork suiting it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of Philly sports, spoiler alert, Sixers beat the Nets 121 to 101. There you go. Not, that's really Any a spoiler game. alert because we'll probably be past game three by the time this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. <laughs> And Ben's butt still hurts, so we're just moving on. Well, I don't think he's playing again. Just saying. No. I'll stop playing. Probably not. He's probably no. okay with that. Yeah. All right, so let's let's finally dive okay. into topic one here. 
It'll be a thunder by the time this episode comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Topic one. And this is going to be the uh, I told you so segment. Because I am now going to share something that uh, came out, uh, I guess this was November 16th of 2022. Wow. Mm -hmm. On this very podcast. On this very podcast. Here we go. Vehicle headlights. What the hell? Is that me? (laughs) Or have they gotten brighter? Over the last, oh, they've definitely got years. brighter. Oh, oh yeah. Hell yeah, oh, they they're definitely brighter. brighter. Yep. Yeah, but it's also every, you. <laughs> every every vehicle that comes at me at night, mm-hmm. I feel like their high beams are on. Yep. Me oh, being 100%. the knucklehead I am, I then stare down the car to see if their high beams are on, further blinding myself. <laughs> uh, and then I realize they're not on. Yeah. And it makes me wonder what the hell these vehicle manufacturers are thinking by you know making blinding regular headlamps for their vehicles one can only wonder yeah one can only wonder what that might be that might be the extra plutonium that they may have in their batteries who knows so gentlemen i don't want to say i could uh influence the world with my over 40 rants back then but (laughs) topic one as i said six abc Eyeball news article. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Thousands of drivers sign petition calling for ban on blinding vehicle headlights. Oh my. Dun dun dun. Once again, two noobs influencing the world. <laughs> According to the article, if you feel blinded by the lights when driving, you're not alone. I have a support group. Thousands are complaining that vehicle headlights are getting brighter and causing more glare, and at least one group says it's dangerous. Mm. About half of all fatal crashes happen in the dark, and headlights make a difference in crash rates. Mm -hmm. The Soft Lights Lights Foundation is calling for a (laughs) ban on what it calls blinding headlights, circulating a petition that has... That sounds inexpensive. Um, it has more than forty-one thousand signatures, gentlemen. That's a lot. Um, according to the president of the foundation, Mark Baker, he's got a small car. Uh, a truck is so much higher than he is; those headlights are going to go straight into his eye. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, more people are buying taller vehicles. In 2010, 56 percent of vehicles sold were SUVs or trucks, mm-hmm. and by 2021. They accounted for 81%. How is that going to be safe? So there's a mismatch between small cars and Mm. super large cars that the NHTSA should be having standards for. Mm -hmm. And the Soft Lights Foundation says another factor is LEDs. Uh, The intensity and color temperature distract Mm. drivers, causing accidents and illness like migraines and more. Mm. Uh, According uh, it says we're very concerned about long-term health of our eyes, such as macular degeneration. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety (IIHS) tests and rates headlights for visibility and glare. But the biggest contributor for glare may be mis-aim. If the aim is wrong, after they've been put on the vehicle, um, there the lights are going to be pointed too high, and they can cause too much glare, according to a senior research engineer at the II. 
So it turns out I'm not the only one voicing this concern. John, do you find this? You're in a truck most of the time, though, so I don't know how yes. you feel. But uh, do you find this to be a similar problem? It no, it affects it affects me just as it does affect the the smaller cars. It, the thing that in the article that that impressed me is they're they're hitting the right point. This is something that needs to be regulated. And it it needs to be whether it's inspection. Inspections once a year, so you could probably put it in there. Not just because inspection is only your headlights work. What about if they just put one more line in to so your headlights aligned? Think about how that would change the game. It's one simple thing that I'm sure a mechanic wouldn't mind doing. You know, measuring a guy could make a billion dollars making a stick. Well, I was going to say, you could, you could probably, like, you could probably, I might work the, on that uh, after this. Uh, you could probably up the inspection uh, rate by 20 bucks if you add in the yeah. aiming test. And nobody, nobody cares. Nobody, you don't see blogs on the internet being, oh my God, state inspection is so expensive. It could, it's, it's, it's a reliable thing. Humans aren't, they're not dumb. If you give them a reason and put a price tag on it, most people aren't going to bitch about that. Mm -hmm. You're really not like, like you have to get your wheels tested. Why? Because your wheel might fall off and kill people. Well, I'd rather have my wheel tested than my wheel fall off and kill people. Mm -hmm. It's it's, logic is, is easy. And this is something that, that obviously the federal government never even thought of, which we know because they're dumb. This, this institute, (laughs) Is bringing a good, like, maybe we need to work on the alignment of it. And that's awesome. We should, where are the congressmen now? Like, let's work on this shit. Let's put it in the <laughs> state inspection and get this thing over with. Then less crashes. Yeah, and not just the alignment, Johnny, but also the temperature of the of the, the LEDs, mm-hmm. really. I think yeah. I think to the what the article really kind of just brought out to me was, LEDs are very strong. I mean, they're, you know, they're energy efficient for sure, but they are also, to Steve's point in the article, they're incredibly powerful. They they yes. really shine. Mm-hmm. And if it's misaligned, if those headlines are just off and you got mm-hmm. an LED, all of a sudden that glare, it feels as if you're staring into a high beam, um, mm-hmm. which is incredibly dangerous, especially if you're heading the opposite direction to that incoming car. You oh, have yeah. no idea where, where you're going and what road you're on or where your car is in relation to the road. And you want to talk about distraction. Good Lord almighty. You might as well just hold on for dear life at that point. Um, But it's only a brief, a few seconds, but yeah, I mean, the temperature I think also would need to be really regulated as well. We can bring that down just a little bit. Well, it's, that's an interesting point because when you, when I think about LEDs, the first time I think they ever sort of, made their way into mainstream life was mm-hmm. with like Christmas lights. Yes. But the first strings of Christmas lights, you looked at them and they were like, this, this is wrong. <laughs> and, but they yeah. were super, they were super bright and they hurt your yes. eyes. Yes. Yes. But now they have a version. I think it's called like warm or, or, yes. or something along yes. that line. It looks a hell of a lot more like a regular incandescent Christmas yes. light, as yeah. opposed to the ones that burn a hole in your retina. Um, which I'm sure is the type they're using in these in these vehicle headlights because like oh you gotta see more let's let's bur- burn away the fog with this super bright <laughs> LED. But yeah. less is more like the LED lights behind me. There are settings on the control 
to make them not so, you know, you can, I don't even know if I could do it from here, but you can make them harder. <laughs> you can make them not, I probably not because the yeah. controller's all the way over there. But what yeah. I'm saying is that you can do, these don't get hot. No, but like, like, like Steve is saying, they're using, they're using the ones they're using the bulbs that do get super bright. Yeah, but that's yeah. also because there's nobody in charge of this. Because since LED has become a, a bulb thing, my, my uh, partner was telling me on his truck, the marker lights that are on top, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. switched LED because everybody says LED. It shorted out his entire truck system because no. they are too powerful for yeah. the wiring that's already in there. So yeah. nobody's... Nobody's trying. They're just putting bulbs in. Oh, they're they're less energy efficient. Let's put it in. It's the same yeah. stuff we're dealing with the the EVs and all that stuff. Nobody's yeah. thinking. Nobody's making up. Nobody's following the rules. And hey, maybe we should think about this. This this institute actually seems like they they have a sense of the market. Yeah. Well, well, the good news is, uh, according to a little further down the article. Um, overall, even with all of these things, uh, the amount of glare that an average vehicle is putting out is actually coming down over the past mm. few years. Mm-hmm. For the 2023 model year, the IIHS found 5% of the headlights tested had excessive glare, compared with 20% in the 2017 model year. Huh. Uh, adaptive driving beams continuously adjust the beams and are now legal to use, but experts say it could be years before that technology becomes common. Interesting. Uh, as we were as we were discussing, LEDs can be brighter than halogen bulbs, which means they have the potential to produce more glare when misaimed. When mm. properly aimed, however, a brighter headlight can improve visibility without providing excessive glare, and this is exactly what we're looking for with our with the headlight ratings program in the IIHS. Huh. Um, the IIHS will continue to push for better headlights that light the road and limit glare. Um, recent research confirms that nighttime crash rates per mile are nearly 20% lower for vehicles with headlights that earn a good rating in the IIHS evaluation compared with those with poor rated headlights. Yeah, so it sounds like even, even without state or federal regulation, the car companies are figuring this out and mm-hmm. realizing that they're Absolutely. blinding me. Uh, with the lights and uh, well, Steve, not right, anybody else, steps. just Steve. Right. <laughs> just yeah. Steve. Uh, that's really good, though. It's I think it's also to your point, Steve. Market reaction. They're seeing this. They're seeing the fact that you know the, the statistics are showing that more nighttime crashes are happening. Okay, well, what what would be the most you know the biggest issue with that nighttime glare? And yeah, I have noticed it too. It's it's funny that it's 2017 because I have a. Mine was the year prior to that, 2016, uh, my car. Mm-hmm. And I have LEDs basically around the rims of the halogen bulb, and then I have the LEDs at the bottom, uh, kind of like the fog lamps or whatever. Um, but in terms of, I know that there are some car manufacturers back then that did it. You had 100% LED in the actual halogen bulb. So instead of having halogen, they just have the regular LED. And yeah, I remember driving around like, thinking about that in 2018 19 thinking whoa some of these some of them were incredibly bright and it's like whoa is there any way you could turn that down just a little bit um but yeah that's good that's encouraging to know that you know the manufacturers are starting to 
you know reduce the amount of uh, glare in the LED. I'm just great. I'm just glad it's not my eyes. It's <laughs> it's yes, actually it definitely not your eyes. Because you're when not I, when I first. <laughs> You're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well, when I first started it, noticing it, I'm like, is, is it, am I, is it because I'm getting old? What, but, you know, it's. That's what I, that's what I always thought. But this, this is something I just want to throw at the end. This, these are the kind of things that I think we should be expressing that the government should be looking at instead of the dog and pony show that they put out all the time. This is, these are the kind of important things. Like, this is what I would rather my elected officials oversee and make sure that it's done properly with funding and everything i'm sure this this uh 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 group doesn't have the amount of funding that they could get from a congressman going hey let's solve this by 2024 not yeah we're making we're making steps to solve this having government officials to, to be like, you know what, I'm going to put something out there that says that all manufacturers need to do this by 2028, right? Arbitrary deadline, but still that would help the companies because they could get government funding from that. Yeah. And we could move it along quicker instead of a dog and pony show about dumb shit. Yeah. And having the free market react, I think is another key component to that too, Joe. Yeah, I think. It, absolutely. You know, but if the if the free market reacts, then the congressman should help the free market agree. finish the job. And I think yes. that's that's a, an important point to it. Instead yep. of I, just having this nonprofit organization or a profit organization that has to pull teeth yeah. well, to get it I, done. Yeah, but I think the fact that they're doing it on their own in reaction to the market, to Matt's point, is more than encouraging. No, it gives them... It, oh, Very it gives them... So. Yeah, it gives them a reason to... Uh, for us to, to pull the article out. But if, if we could get the help from the next step, that's where I think we could work together. Having this... This... Uh, people come along and give you all the... All the information. Like, all of it. Right? Yeah, kind of like and push it across the finish line. And then someone step up to finish it is what I'm kind of saying. Yeah, they kind of push it across the instead finish line. Of waiting, yeah, instead of waiting forever for this to be done. Yeah. All right, so now we head to topic two, which was in an ESPN eyeball news article. <laughs> this one with a monocle. Because oh. you, you know ESPN has the eyeball right in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, interesting, interesting this comes from ESPN, though, because they mm. don't generally have um, actually hard-hitting journalism. Yeah, but they don't no, care. They do not. Yeah, right. So Philly's Matt Strom, who if you don't know who that is, he's pretty much the only pitcher who's done any good so far this season. Absolutely. Uh, As of this recording, still with a 0.0 ERA, two starts. Damn. Um, He disagrees with MLB teams extending alcohol sales. Interesting. Hmm. Several baseball teams have amended their alcohol sale policies in response to shorter game times this season. Uh... Phillies pitcher Matt Strom said during a recent podcast that he disagreed with extending alcohol sales beyond the traditional seventh inning cutoff, Mm. citing, quote, common sense and the safety of fans. Mm. 
He says, the reason we stopped selling alcohol in the 7th before was to give our fans time to sober up and drive home safe. Correct? Mm. Uh, Strom said this on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. I love that so podcast. Now with a f- <laughs> there you go. Good one. So now with a faster-paced game and me just being a man of common sense, if the game is going to finish quicker, would we not move the beer sales back to the 6th inning to give our fans time to sober up and drive home? Instead, we're going to the 8th. Now you're putting our fans and our family at risk driving home with people who have just drank beers 22 minutes ago. Uh, this, of course, is as a result of the pitch clock, which has reduced games by, I think, on average, about a half an hour. Yeah. Um, yep. Crazy. Yeah. Which is great for going to bed. No doubt. Um, it's been great for fandom <laughs> on TV. It's been yeah. great. It's been absolutely yeah. great. Uh, to combat the time crunch, though, at least four teams, the Diamondbacks, Rangers, Twins, and Brewers, because we call people out here on this podcast, <laughs> have extended alcohol sales through the eighth inning. Others, such as the Marlins and the <laughs> Mets, <laughs> still stop after the seventh inning, but haven't ruled out changes. Huh. The, the Orioles already sold alcohol through the eighth inning or until three and a half hours after first pitch. Good God, whichever came first. Wow. But that's um, also... For for just not to shit on the Orioles, it's because it's a, that's a walkabout stadium. You're not it driving is. to that stadium. You're taking mass transit. You're really not driving to get out of there. That's a good you're, point. You're that's taking point. mass transit. Yeah. Well, Strom said he's not surprised when you mess with billionaires' dollars, they find a way to make their dollars yep. back. My thing yep. is, when you're yeah. looking at the safety of your fans, that's probably not the smartest decision to extend into the eighth matt i'll go to you first uh, do you agree or disagree with with uh our ace pitcher at the moment yeah uh, matt strong man great year so far i i would tend to agree i think um because of the pace of play has picked up immensely and you're done now a half an hour you know less than what you were the previous year it does affect alcohol sales in that regard. And I would tend to agree those sales essentially stop. And it's to put to his point seventh inning that used to come like probably back in the olden days. If I had to think about it, nine, nine 30 at the latest, maybe because uh, most of those games would end at around 10 o'clock. So you're thinking like, okay, last call is probably around nine, but now games are ending at nine. Or at 9.30. So now you're pushing that half an hour back, essentially, to about 8, 8.30. And, yeah, there's still, like, especially when we get into the summer months, and the sun's going to be up a little bit longer. I would think you would want to be home safe as well, and you would want to make sure that your fans have that last beer in them by the end of the sixth or by the sixth inning to allow for time to kind of just let that settle. Then you're at least coherent, knock on wood, but at least you're coherent, at least, to get been out to of the game stadium. Recently? Well, you know, <laughs> I can only think about, like, one Eagles game that I went to, but that's a separate sport, and I didn't realize that. But one guy was just absolutely plastered drunk, and I was like, dude, I just hope you get home safe. You get into a cab and just get onto your couch and just sleep it off for the rest of the day because he was completely and totally plastered. Um, that being said, though, I think having the 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 shorter times – Cutting it off at the sixth allows that to at least digest, get fully out, and then you're at least by the end of the game, you can walk into the car, drive, you're done, no problem. I totally agree. I totally agree with his sentiment there in that regard. Whether or not the owners agree because of the money that they potentially may or may not lose, 
that's another whole ball of wax um, that I don't have any idea what that, you know, goes into in terms of revenue. Um, you know, and it's, especially with the beer distributors and all that kind of stuff. I have no idea, but I would tend to agree with Strom, though. I would want people to get home safe uh, after a ball game. 100% well, agree. John, before I go to you, um, Yankees reliever Michael King, some sort of a counterpoint, not totally, mm-hmm. but said he believes there's a responsibility on everybody to prevent drunk driving, regardless if you're getting served in the seventh or eighth inning. 100%. Uh, MLB does not regulate when teams sell alcohol, but most franchises have used the seventh inning as a cutoff, mm. at least partly to avoid over-serving customers who could then get in their cars and drive home. Mm. Most teams already had areas around the Paul Park, though, where fans could get alcohol after the seventh, even if the concession stand stops serving. That seems a little shady to me. I don't know mm. where you'd be getting alcohol that's mm. not a concession stand. Mm. Um, uh, Strom said, no one ever wants to admit they're wrong, which I think is a problem in itself for our society, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. We have to deal with what we're given. Yeah. But just using common sense, we stopped it in the seventh for the safety of fans and people getting home. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes no sense to me that you're going to allow it to the eighth inning. Uh, I think he's... His understanding of why they cut it off at the seventh inning, I think, was my understanding. I don't know that that's true or not. It seemed to be Matt's understanding as well. Was that what you thought they stopped at the seventh inning for? Did they have something else, or, or you know, it kind of makes sense of this for me. It kind of started with the with the Eagles and the jail thing, um, <laughs> because what was happening was people were getting there at five, six in the morning getting plastered before they even saw the sporting event going into the event getting served the entire time of the game like it it was more in reaction i i never really thought about like especially because the prices like if you're gonna go and drink a six-pack that's like 78 dollars yeah. Um, at Citizens Bank Park. I don't that not many people I know have that kind of money just to shit on beer for no reason during yeah, a regular ridiculous. season game. Like Yeah, that's ridiculous. I agree. I, I've never yeah. I'd never thought of it like that. When he brought this up, I the first thing I thought of was, oh, it's just corporate greed. It's 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 a basic corporate greed mm-hmm. system. Oh, the games are shorter. We'll just we'll just make up our time with and that. I, I I wouldn't even care if you if you cut it off in the third inning, like, mm. or at least halfway through the game. Yeah, halfway the sixth inning is fine. Like I don't, yeah. I, I never really thought about the beer consumption of the baseball game until I saw this article, and it, it has me kind of because I like I like I if we went to a game, I'd probably get a beer when we first got mm-hmm. there. We would sit down. We'd probably yep. eat right. Yep. Maybe if the dude came by. You know, the Bud Light guy, haha, funny, funny. The Bud Light guy comes by. <laughs> I might give him, you know, give him some cash and he'll give me another beer. And as we're having a good time, I don't, I, if there are people running around like each concession stand trying to get wasted, dude, you might as well just go to Second Street and go to the yeah. park because that's two bucks a beer. You can hammer there. Why are you bothering people with the baseball like, beer? I, I don't agree. understand that, that concept of it because. Yeah. That's what it sounded like he was talking about. Oh, everybody is hammered and they can't even they can't even get to their car. And that, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like I understand we should stop serving alcohol at a point where everybody gets home safe. If that's the seventh inning, sixth inning, 
Major League Baseball needs to put their foot down because if seventh inning was working and there isn't a, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a huge traffic fatality in each city, this is using smart people to do smart things, Mm -hmm. and this worked, then MLB needs to put their big boy pants on and say, (laughs) Orioles, Yankees, Phillies, this is the rule. Yeah. Yeah. I do not agree agree. with, I do not agree with each stadium has their own. Yeah. I disagree with that a hundred percent. There is no, I do, dude, I do not allow corporate greed in my life and allowing these people to have a concept. Major League Baseball needs to step in. I was going to say, even that sounds to me like more state law, but I don't even know if that's even applicable by state law. Like you no, have to no, because it's two cut it, off by certain days. Two, uh, two a.m., one a.m., twelve a.m. Some mm. states can actually go to three or four. Oh um, wow! So the liquor laws are extensive. Like you get, but in baseball, it doesn't fall under state law because it's an event. It does not. It's not a bar. It's an event, yeah. so it's an event. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball is the one who has to step in and actually put um, mm-hmm. something down, or you're going to get this. You're going to get that the Orioles serve it till the eighth inning. The Yankees might serve the Yankees might serve it until fucking the next year. They don't care. <laughs> um, the Phillies obviously don't give and a Lord shit because they're just the Mets. <laughs> Lord knows what's going to happen with the Mets, right, Johnny? I mean, who mm-hmm. knows about that? But uh, the Phillies haven't even that. spoken about this. The pitcher did. No, the Phillies haven't changed yeah. anything. It's still seventh inning. So yeah, exactly. it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you guys both know that I I don't partake at all. No, no. Uh, mm-hmm. of drinking and you know people, um. They're adults. They can do what they want yeah. as long as they're not hurting anybody with it. Amen. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, to me, at these sporting events, when you see bad shit going down. Oh, yeah. I can pretty much guarantee you 98% of the time. It is. There is overconsumption it, of alcohol. No question. But a and, lot But a lot of that, let's just have this quick caveat. A lot of that is because they allow the pregame stuff. Agree. That yeah, college agree. atmosphere. I don't think that the venues are over-serving people. Agree. It's the, I agree it's with the that. pre-game yeah. stuff, and that's where... Well, I, I agree with that, but I also don't think there are safeguards in place at the venues where... Agree. Agree. Because you, know, you could... You could, mm-hmm. you could be completely off your rocker having had four beers in an hour yeah. and send me out to go get another one. Exactly. And whoever's the server is going to see me, see that I'm not impaired and yeah. Yeah. hand me a beer and I can give it to you yeah. if I was yeah. a jackass like that. Exactly. I just, I, I wish there was a way for these venues to be able to limit it in the way that, you know, you're bartender could look be able to look at you and say yeah i'm not serving you because you've had too many i think there might be a a way to do it yeah i think to your point steve i think there is a way that if you you know if there is only one it's probably by specific location in in a particular stadium let's just say like you know there is an alcoholic vendor that's there and you know they're thinking like okay i've seen this guy twice that's it cut him off at that point but to your point, you're exactly right. If you go, if, let's just say you walk down another part of the stadium, there's and another go to another there. vendor who doesn't even know who you are. Oh exactly. yeah, sure, no problem. You know, you get paid. You know, in that kind of deal, you bring it back to somebody, and they could continue to get plastered in that regard. So, 
Yeah, I think there is no, there isn't an, there isn't a perfect way to solve this. But I think to John's point is right. If they if they're able to crack down on the amount of alcohol that's consumed prior to the game, that will go a hell of a long way to be able to try and reduce the amount of alcoholism and the amount of rowdy behavior that you see uh, in that regard. But that I think would be on the team to take on, and probably the city. It's more the city than the team because to enforce the city, it, right? Yeah, at the that city point. holds yeah. holds that. They get the money from whether it, or not so. they do it. Who knows? Uh, maybe don't admit somebody if they already yeah. look like they're impaired. And, and let, let yeah. me let me another caveat. I've been, I've been to the Eagles where we started at six in the morning. They mm. and the Phillies Flyers also. They their event staff is really good at yeah handling. There's not many. We don't see stuff that we see in other cities where people actually get beat down and sent to the hospital. Philly does a decent job of of corralling knuckleheads. They do. The event staff <laughs> we have is experience. They, yeah, exactly. That event staff has has time. They know that they're not playing around. I I remember I was with a dude in a Phillies game. This was 09. And he mm-hmm. was hammered like to mm-hmm. a level that I couldn't even keep up with. I just wanted to watch the baseball game. This event staff dude came down and he was like, Hey brother, you need to come up with me. And he took this dude and he was able to handle him away from people yeah. and just giving him a chance. And that I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've been to a ton of concerts in Philly, a ton of events in Philly. I think the event staff does the best they can. Yeah. My point, if you're going to talk about the Philly rowdiness, is the city and the parking lots that they allow is mm-hmm. insane. Because you're just allowing people to drink a 30-pack before they even get to the game. Yeah. Well, that's But that's my solution is if they're drinking a 30-pack before they get to the game, why are you letting let them in, in the game? But also, because yeah. if, if they know they can't get in, then they're not going to do it. And here's yeah, my hopefully. here's my bizarre cut: Why are we even serving alcohol at the game? Yeah, <laughs> like I feel yeah. that way. I like beer. I have absolutely no problem drinking beer. Money talks, but I have yeah. also no problem going to a sporting event and not having yeah. a beer. Not even yeah, thinking nobody. About it. Here, this is why nobody's going to pay oh, $14 for a Pepsi. I, yeah. Now you get, you get a free Pepsi. If you're a season ticket holder for the New York giants, yes. <laughs> but you're not going to pay $14 a pop, but they'll pay, but here's yeah. the thing. They'll pay $14 for a beer. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I never understood I that. The, I don't get it. The Phillies beer. It's no bigger than this. Maybe it's like 16 ounces. So maybe it's a little bigger. This is fourteen to seventeen dollars, yeah, at the yep. ballpark. Yeah, and it's like, this why is, would you pay that? Kind this of money? is from a case from Walmart that costs twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like this is less than a dollar. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. But, like, I don't but understand. The money, the money is why they do it. And yeah, I mean, to to me, it, if you can't enjoy something without yeah. drinking or well, that's the but that's the point if you can't enjoy and this is this is something we need to say on on air if you mm-hmm. don't enjoy anything and you just go to the event to drink dude you need to talk to somebody you got a problem yeah, i'm like because because yep. 
That is, yeah. a, that is, I, I lived that life a, a long time ago and I had to get some help for that because it wasn't, it wasn't a good yeah. situation. I was going places just to not remember it. And that's not okay. Like no, that, that is absolutely. not, that is not good. Yeah, exactly. Well said, Johnny. Uh, that's, uh, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad that obviously you're here with us. And uh, B, I regard, like beer, but, so go fuck yourself. Oh, well, there you, you go. Think. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, moderate, moderation is always the biggest Yeah, moderation. Do, to even, your point. Mo- moderation, yeah, even moderation in moderation. Right? Yeah, exactly. My my whole point with the event staff, and I'm glad you brought that up because I can remember, um, this was back in the when the vet was around, and um, that yes. stadium, <laughs> you had no room. To the event staff's point, you literally had brawls happening in 700 level fueled by alcohol mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, right? Shitty they stadium. would, and they would <laughs> just throw down and the event staff could not get into those aisles to break up the fights. And so yeah. nowadays, now you have room in those new stadiums where you're able to get in and identify those people and say, you need to come with me. You're not going anywhere bad. But you need to take a step back and essentially let this alcohol get out of your system first before you think about doing anything else at that point. And so I I, I couldn't agree with you more in that regard, Johnny. The, the event staffs now, I think, in these stadiums, the newer stadiums, Citizens Bank, Lincoln Financial, Wells Fargo, they do, well, they do, do a tremendous job because they have the room to do it. I think that's really, really important, having that space to get in, identify those people, and get them the hell out of there before anything happens that's really bad. Is everything. Otherwise, you're going to have brawls that affect not only just a row, but a whole entire section. Everything stops. Everything you look at, you go like, holy cow, what the hell's going on there? You're not even paying attention to the game at that point. Mm-hmm. And that and just ruins the entire experience at that point. All because a bunch of drunks decided yes. to get drunker. Don't forget about the text, too. You can text... Uh, if you're in a situation in those arenas, I've seen that all over the country. They have a text yeah. where you can text a number in safe spaces, which is important. Can't ask for any better than that. Last thing we need on the road is a bunch of drunks with misaimed LED headlights. <laughs> and massive black holes. I'm sorry, oh. super massive black holes. <laughs> oh my. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Topic three. <laughs> Topic three is actually a twofer today. We got two. Two for the are, weird file. I guess these are weird files. Science yeah. file, at least. At the very least. Science file. Um, but I'm going to take issue with this first one. Here. Please do. Mm. Uh, this is, this is a, a Daily Mail article. Runaway black hole is spotted tearing through the universe. <laughs> Uh-oh. As NASA warns, NASA warns, mm-hmm. there's an invisible monster on the loose. We'll get back Uh-oh. to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the supermassive black hole is barreling through the universe so quickly that if it were in our solar system, it could travel the 237,674-mile journey from Earth to the moon in just 14 minutes. Wow. Weighing as much as 20 million suns, it has left a trail of stars in its wake, measuring 200,000 light years, wow. twice the diameter of the Milky Way. 
Scientists outlined the findings for the possible black hole in a study led by Yale University. Professor Peter Van Dockum said, We think we're seeing a wake behind the black hole where the gas cools and is able to form stars. So we're looking at star, star formation trailing the black hole. While you might imagine a black hole gobbling up stars ahead of it, analysis with NASA's Hubble Space Telescope found that isn't the case. Instead, the black hole, which is 7.5 billion light years from Earth, nine paragraphs down in the article, go on, <laughs> is plowing into gas in front of it, triggering star formation. So wow. the professor says what we're seeing is the aftermath, like the wake behind the ship. We're seeing the wake behind the black hole. Uh, Matt, before I go to you, I just want to bitch about the um, <laughs> headline of this article, which NASA warned <laughs> there's an invisible monster on the loose. That's right. But 7.5 billion light years away, which, by the way, we just did the math right before we came on for the topic. Ooh. That equates to 4.41 times 10 to the 22nd miles. Away. And I haven't even had time before coming on here to put that into normal people terms. Just know that's a big freaking distance. Away from <laughs> yes. So NASA really had nothing to warn us about. <laughs> but in any event, Matt, you brought the article. What piqued your interest here? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the expanse of the universe, for one thing. I think that's just the one thing that always blows my mind whenever you start to think about black holes and the fact that you have this runaway one that's like tearing through the entire universe as we know it. But yeah, to your point, I mean, the gaslighting <clears throat> that took place in this article, <laughs> NASA warning, oh, oh my God. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, what the heck's going on here? And then you read down further in the article, it's like billions of light years away from us. Whenever I hear the word light years away, it just, it's a great reminder of just the overall expanse of the universe that we're living in. And it just blew my mind that there, right now there is this runaway black hole that is leaving essentially stars in its wake as it's tearing through. I mean, and it would make the journey from the moon to earth in 14 minutes. That's wild. That to me is just unbelievable. That that um, journey would be very uncomfortable for us, by the way. Yes, very so much so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very much uh, so, yeah. The article goes on, researchers believe the runaway black hole escaped after two galaxies merged around 50 million years ago. That's wild. Bringing together the supermassive black holes at their centers. Mm. Then, when a third galaxy came along with its own black hole, the three mixed, leading to a chaotic and unstable configuration. One of the black holes likely stole momentum from the other two and got thrown out of its host galaxy as the runaway black hole took off in one direction. The two remaining black holes shot off in the other direction, according to the experts. John, in your expert astrophysicist opinion. Because, <laughs> you know, I have that in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, your impression on on, uh, on this whole black hole um, pinball. The, art, the article oh. was funny <laughs> because it, it, <laughs> when I started reading it this morning, because I literally only read it this morning, because mm. I, I was like, all right, I need to be prepared. They, um, I love that that science media is back, um, and it's not just it's not just political all the time. Yeah. Like we yeah. can actually find these articles oh, okay. and they are, they are decently written. Um, I'm a little confused and I want to ask the scientist a question. So they're saying this black hole is eating everything. 
But didn't they also say that the stars are cooling down and reforming? Uh, so what's going on is is the the black hole as it's traveling is hitting gas clouds that encounters mm-hmm. in the universe, mm-hmm. and so it will um, eat some of that. Yes, but so it will also heat up some of it, and as it goes by, and um, when the gas behind it cools, it can trigger star formation because you have to have specific conditions for gas clouds to condense into stars. And so as this thing tears through, it doesn't, it can't eat everything just because it's not how it works. It's not a, it's not a giant vacuum cleaner suck hole going (laughs) through a You say that (laughs) I got nothing to worry about with the Roomba then. It's not going to suck me in. Uh, uh, I don't know. (laughs) It's possible. But as it goes through, it will heat things. It will heat things up as well Mm -hmm. and then leave conditions behind it Mm -hmm. that can lead to star formation. So um, it's it's giving the right conditions. But, you know, yeah, you think black hole, you think everything just goes straight into the middle of it. Before I read the article, I literally that's what I thought was going on. And then when I read (laughs) this is this is my point of happiness is these articles come out for these conversations to happen. They yeah. weren't happening right. before. So I feel yeah, true. I feel better about the world that we can talk about the black hole that might not be eating right. every star in its way. Well, well written articles once you get past the clickbait headline. That's right. Yes. One one question <laughs> before we do move on though, uh, for Steve. Does a black hole yeah. ever stop? Meaning like we have a runaway one right now. Mm-hmm. Do you ever inv- can a black hole ever slow down and actually stop? Or does it continually keep going? <sighs> well, Here's the it's thing. A theoretically possible. Yeah. Here's the thing. Out in space, see things things slow down here on Earth mm-hmm. because of friction. Yep. Either from a hard surface or from just the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So there's friction to stop things. Out in space, unless it encounters some other kind of gravitational field or mm-hmm. or maybe the gas clouds it's encountering slow it down. Mm, it's probably not going to slow down. Yeah. So <laughs> keep on going. Yeah. Keep Good on stuff. rolling. It's a little tough. <laughs> well, <laughs> as I said, it's a two for one. We got a second article here. This one, John, uh, you know, brought to us. Both of these have to do with massive things. I don't know what you guys were going on. about. <laughs> I like uh, this is things. an, <laughs> this is an indie, indie 100 article, massive mm-hmm. ocean discovered beneath the earth's crust. Containing more water than on the surface. Amazing. Hmm. People apparently are only just realizing there's a massive ocean hidden under the Earth's crust. It turns out there's a huge water supply, hmm. 400 miles underground, stored in rock known as ringwoodite. Hmm. Scientists previously discovered that water is stored inside mantle rock in a sponge like state, which isn't a liquid, solid, or gas, but instead a fourth state. Um, the ringwoodite is like a sponge soaking up water. There's something very special about the crystal structure of ringwoodite that allows it to attract hydrogen and trap water, said geophysicist Steve Jacobson, Mm -hmm. uh, apparently in a 2014 research paper. Yes. This mineral can contain a lot of water under conditions of the deep mantle. Mm. Uh, He added, I think we are finally seeing evidence for a whole earth water cycle, which may help explain the vast amount of liquid water on the surface of our habitable planet. Mm-hmm. Scientists have been looking for this missing deep water for decades. Um, 
from uh, studying earthquakes and discovering that seismometers were picking up shock waves under the surface of the earth, scientists were able to establish that the water was being held in the rock known as wood, ring woodite. Mm. And if the rock contained just 1% water, it would mean there is three times more water under the surface of the earth than wow. there is on the or in the oceans on the surface. Wow. John, what, uh, what brought this article to your attention? Same as the same as the article. I I love. I love that science is coming out and we can actually talk about these things. This is mm. the Earth is, what, a I don't know the exact percentage. It's it's a lot of water. Seventy ish. Um, yeah, it's, I was that's what say, I was like saying. 70, yeah, eighty like, percent water. Yeah, seventy one. Yeah, I think that number was calculated before they figured there was that much. Maybe I'm, I'm yeah. just I'm just I, I'm, a, I'm not yeah I'm not sure either. That's why I was I was trying to get some help there. Um, Generally, yeah. what you learn in school is the Earth is roughly seventy percent. Yes, there, there is go. a ton of water. We are made of water. There are a bunch of things on this Earth made of water. So <gasps> shockingly, after <laughs> they've been looking for it for forty years, we found more water. Um, <laughs> Of course you did. I, I think they, like you said, the 2014 <laughs> paper, I just think the media actually went back to people finding shit instead of opinion-based, and now we can have these conversations because it's not all opinion-based anymore. We're yeah. relying on scientists again, which we probably should have been doing from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, especially when there was a pandemic. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, you could have used some scientists back then. Uh, <laughs> that's I, oh, that's how I feel about it. I can't wait to learn more because it's coming. It like that article said, it's rapid fire. Yeah, it's ridiculous how many articles are being produced mm. of these. But well, I'm pretty sure we were doing this 20 years ago. It's just it wasn't hitting mainstream media. Shame on mainstream media for well, not putting this stuff out. You didn't have you didn't have the prevalence of the internet twenty years ago that you have now. Agreed. That's true. Agreed. That's true. Which is both or good the mis and bad. yeah or misuse of the internet through nineties to the early twenty tens um, <laughs> because they didn't know how to operate it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Matt, uh, how much water do you store on your ringwoodite? <laughs> <laughs> do you even know what a ring moonlight is or whatever? I, no, I did not until this article was really good. Uh, oh, my. Um, <laughs> Maximum no, capacity. That's what I'm I, saying. I just, again, I find it amazing from a scientific perspective. Here is this amazing material that acts like a sponge to absorb and retain water in our planet. No one, that was the first time I had ever heard of something like that. And yet, the more you think about it, the more it makes sense in that regard. Because whenever it rains, it's like, okay, I know the soil absorbs it. I get that. But below the surface of even the soil, there is enough water retention, you know, in these ring woodites that have been created. It's remarkable. It is absolutely remarkable. I think it speaks to some, you know, whoever created this planet. Whoever did uh, was a genius uh, in that regard. But uh, that being said, I just find it amazingly fascinating. Here is this amazing material that, I mean, I had gone, of course, public. No one, I mean, all three of us went through school. 
no one talked about this in our science class in our science yeah, class right yeah first time i'd heard of it was this week so i mean it just goes to show you the more you learn more about this planet the better knowledge you obtain about it and who knows i mean it's like i think could it be possibly used for renewable water who the heck knows who knows that's to be that's tbd there. yeah that's <laughs> yeah. tbd yeah. but I mean, it, it is it is utterly fascinating to me that this this planet, this this amazing planet that we're living on right now, has the capability to absorb and retain water throughout its entire life cycle and lifetime. I should say that's probably the better one—not life cycle, but lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the centuries that this planet has been created, it's, it's utterly remarkable and fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, that that level of water retention is going to make it hard to lose weight. Yeah, true. that too. I'm glad we all learned the same thing at the same time because none of us knew what a Brimble White is or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, no clue. Yeah. We all got it now. Now we know. Yeah. So if topic three was the weird file, this mm. topic four is... Why can't this crap happen to me? File. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yahoo <laughs> Finance article: Google Pay just accidentally deposited money into user accounts. Man, why it may be yours to keep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. No. Seriously. <laughs> Typically, the article says bank errors are not something you want to see in your account, whether accidental overdraft fees or longer processing times for deposits. Hmm. But if you happen to use Google Pay. You might have noticed a very welcome mistake recently. Google just accidentally added free money to user accounts, and in some cases, they are letting beneficiaries keep the funds. Oh, According to Ars Technica. (laughs) Oh, my. Is that reputable? (laughs) (laughs) The deposits ranged from... Oh, deposits from the Ars. All right. The deposits are... <laughs> that I happened, earlier. That uh, happened so. earlier in the day, not now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, Had to take Metamucil for that one. <laughs> the, deposits are... <laughs> the deposits ranged from $10 to $1,000 and came via Google Pay's rewards mechanism, one that regularly offers payouts after completing promotional opportunities, though the payouts are usually small and under $10. Mm. Anyone who benefited from the error would have received a message reading, dog fooding the Google Pay remittance experience, which is basically insider speak for what the hell, uh, a test program <laughs> that was probably only supposed to be transmitted internally at Google. Yes. Upon oh. realizing the mistake, Google did send out a notification um, to those affected. But the great part is the tech giant is allowing some to keep their funds. Uh, the Google message read in part that an unintended cash credit was deposited to your pay account. The issue has been resolved, and where possible, the credit has been reversed. If mm. we were able to reverse the credit, it has already been reflected in your account activity. If we were not, the money is yours to keep. No further action necessary. How about that? Um, wow. There have been no reports as yet regarding how much money Google might have accidentally deposited or how many people were affected. Um, as Go Banking Rates has reported, Google was worth over $253 billion, with a B, yes. as of September 2022. So their valuation undoubtedly remains high despite the error. 
Even so, said mistake has received a good amount of press and might have encouraged more people, John, to sign up for Google Pay (laughs) in case such an error happens again. There you go. John, did this Uh, article cause you to use Google Pay? Absolutely not. I just had to pay for my my Chick-fil-A for dinner last night, and it was easier to do on the app. Oh, there you go. Go in and talk to people. But like you said, two hundred billion. They're not. They're not losing any. They're not hurting for money. Yeah, they're not not worried about. This was. This is the same thing as the the chat GPT and the. (laughs) This is what happens when you keep people at home for a year and then you hire (laughs) lower class people. This is this is not the best Google engineer that put this together because why would you hit that button? Well, and, yeah, and especially when it's called dog fooding. That, yes. that, that, that. inner office <laughs> emails are re- inner office emails are really quickly. We deal with this in, in the company all the time and, and all the all the uppers always send emails out. Stop carbon copying on a yeah. Like, not everybody needs to know your answer, even though it goes yeah. out to everybody else. It happens yeah. all the time in all our company. Time. And I, I've said millions of times to people, I don't know, how do you not know technology that if if I get a mass email from the company, I respond to the dude mm. or or the lady that sent me the message giving the answer that needs to be got. But people don't do that. And that was exactly what happened with the Google thing. He hit send everybody instead of just send to the seven people we were going to try this on in the phones in the office because we play around with these things. And that's. Well, Matt, yeah. do you agree with John or do you put on your tinfoil hat and agree with the article that suggests this may have been an intentional ploy to get more people to sign up for Google Pay? That's interesting. Um, I. I think this was a clear and obvious error and a mistake that was made. I would tend to think that way. And I think that happens more often than you think with a lot of the tech giants and things along those lines as to whether or not it was intentional. uh, That would be an HR department issue. I would think at Google. And I would think if that was something that if they have a disgruntled employee, uh, that would be something that they would need to address with said employee. Uh, But that with that being said, it doesn't really harm the company in that regard because again the valuation of that company is over 200 well, and some odd billion dollars i, I, I don't so, think the suggestion is you had a disgruntled employee do it i think yeah. the suggestion is google did this intentionally knowing it would get out in the press and people would sign up for google pay because hey i might get a thousand dollars i get to keep i guess but that would be like the same as bud light saying hey we got a great marketing campaign let's uh, see if this works and it turns out that bombs in their face i'm just saying uh in that regard um but i mean i i don't know i you know it, companies do weird things to promote their products um you know and they'll they'll try anything if anything gets word of mouth whether it's negative or positive as long as it's word of mouth you've achieved your objective as a marketing specialist or as a marketing department you know in that regard as long as you press is good press right no press is exactly the bad press is good press too you know in that regard so um it's catch 22 it's you know all the cliches you could throw out there all the linkedin buzzwords you could possibly think of in marketing throw them out there 
fill it in uh, in that regard. But um, I just wish it happened to me. Now I just wish, like, I wish I had a Google Pay account. And I w- could have found like 500 bucks and that would have been great. You know, in that well, regard. But- well, see, that's what I mean. Now you want Google Pay, don't you? <laughs> Hell, this might happen again. Probably won't yeah. ever because, you yeah. know. I know. Missed but, out. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, because they probably yeah. figured out the error that they created. Yeah, of course. Yeah, until it was too late. It's terrible. So, Precisely. I don't know. Oh, yeah. well. No free money for us. No. What do I you know. Would have really helped, but. <laughs> I don't even know. And here's Especially the thing. You got a Roomba. You could have paid off the Roomba. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm too old to even understand how I would know that Google Pay would. Give me money, so it would just <laughs> stick on my phone the whole time. I might have a thousand dollars from Google, and I wouldn't fucking know because I don't Please, know how this shit works. How do I figure this phone out? Yeah, I don't here? know. Someone, <laughs> someone, I send you guys um, text messages and post shit on social media. I don't know how to do anything else. We had dinner one night. Um, I think it was a team function, mm. and I paid for our table, which included another mm-hmm. family, and so. Mm-hmm. They gave me money via Venmo, mm-hmm. which oh, I, had, I had used before at that point mm-hmm. to pay things, yep. but yep. this was the first time anybody had given me money. Hmm. It took me a good part of three months to figure out how I could take the money that was in Venmo and pay that to somebody else. Wow. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. I, th- yeah. It's, it's, it's. That's right. Yeah, I, see, I don't I'm, know. I, I, similar to you, I'm the same way. If a corporation would like to take money from me, I can easily do that. Um, but if someone gave me money, I don't know. I, I don't know. How don't know what you would do with it. Yeah. yeah I don't, know. I don't. <laughs> don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. Oh, wait a minute. Don't give it to me. Oh, wait a minute. Don't wait. <laughs> You're kind of in that. You don't know what to do. Yeah. I, do, I don't even yeah. know what the function would be. <laughs> Legitimately. I don't even know if there's Let's an see, app Google. for that. <laughs> Google Pay, uh, request money from Google. Hit send. Dog no, food. But like, I gotta go buy dog food. What the hell? You, exactly. Your request has been denied. But if I hit Chick Fil A, <laughs> I could get a chicken sandwich, and it would use Google Pay. But I don't know how. I don't yeah. understand. I don't. I don't get it either. Wish I knew. I wish we all knew. Well, we don't, we don't well. We're too old for this shit. The inner <laughs> machinations of the internet are an enigma. Indeed. indeed and with indeed. that, we are we are wrapping up episode 133. And don't forget to... to get off my lawn. <laughs> <sighs> Done. Well, well, I will not touch your lawn, Johnny. I'm just saying right now. I will not do that. Awesome. I think I've got a good distance between us. Just saying. I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> might require a, an airplane to get there yes. <laughs> but it is on to 134 Matt do you have anything final to say before your Roomba sucks you into a black hole uh yeah uh, pollen sucks the end the end John John <laughs> do you concur room- with that assessment Steve you will be in the episode just you and Matt Matt's Roomba uh next week that's gonna be interesting I can't wait for that uh, I'll see you. One. I'll see y'all in a few weeks, or maybe next week. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Um, well, John, oh, yeah, right. John will disappear at some point, but then he'll yeah, we'll make we it. Don't, we don't. We don't. We don't know. We actually don't know um, the time frame. So, see you guys John's later. Leaving it was nice. It was nice talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, at least two of us will be here. Well, maybe one of us, depending on what happens with the Roomba. But yes. Until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Two Noobs Talking. 
Not only can you listen to our entire catalog here on YouTube, but you can also download us on your favorite podcast listening platforms, such as Apple, Google, and Samsung Podcasts, along with iHeartRadio and others. Have a great week, and we look forward to delivering another episode of Two Noobs Talking. Take care.